The Fed has so much liquidity sloshing around in the system that the public is now starting to see the market consequences of their money printing. Today, I mean, these are the days that I live for, really. Today, I'm going to give you the inside look behind the GameStop and Robinhood fiasco and what it means for your dollar-denominated wealth. Coming up. I'm Lynette Zhang, Chief Market Analyst here at ITM Trading, a full-service physical gold and silver dealer. And you gotta have a plan. Look at what's happening. I don't know how many of you guys have been watching this, but you know, through Reddit, which is basically a platform, a social media platform, people come together, they talk, and they're targeting the short sellers, the hedge funds. We're going to look at some really, really interesting things today. But, you know, you've got, now I know that this is reversing because this is, this graph or this slide is from yesterday and today is another very different day. However, you can see how, uh, how the traders at places like Robinhood, those free trades have pushed up these stocks that are frankly in dire straits and, and could very well go out of business. And we saw the same thing with Hertz. It was going bankrupt and they thought about issuing new stock because of the traders pushing this up. It's really kind of interesting though. Now, this could be, there's so many moving parts to this. It could be, as one of the co-founders of Reddit said, that investors are now having their chance to flex back at hedge funds, shifting the power to small investors. So it is certainly possible and probable, and it looks like, that we've got a battle of Wall Street going on. Part of what you have to ask yourself is, what part of this battle do you want? What part of this fight do you want? Okay, because you should always, of course, pick your battles. But he said that the GameStop short squeeze. Now, a short, and I, I need to just slow down for a second. I'm sorry. Okay. A short is when you sell stock that you do not own with the intention of then going into the market and buying it back at a lower price, and there you have your profits. You sold it at this price, well, in theory anyway, you sold it at this price, you're buying it at this price, and that's all profit. But there are no limitation to losses. Now with GameStop in particular, hedge funds had sold 138% of the stock. You might be going, well, how can they do that? It's called leverage, right? So then through Reddit, a group, well, we don't really know who all is behind this. So they want us to think that it's all the little investor. I'm not really so sure of that. But at any rate, came in and started through uh, buying the stock directly and also derivatives of the stock. And remember, we've talked about this quite a bit. It is much cheaper 
to buy the derivative than it is the actual underlying asset, and that's leverage. So between those two pieces, though, of course, the stock is up. This month, okay, we're not even at the end of the month yet, 2,000%, though I think at the moment it's now down 44%. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Consequently, those hedge funds that had sold all of that stock that they do not own, some were forced to go in and cover their shorts, but that's called a short squeeze. So they target the most vulnerable areas and GameStop, they're not, that's not the only one, but that's one of them was certainly one of those. So to go in and buy, push that price up. So now you can't sell it at here and buy it back at here. Now you sold it at here, but there's no limitation on losses. So 5 billion year to date. We're only in January. We haven't even finished January. Hmm. How are those hedge funds surviving? Because I haven't really heard yet the, it, the blow up and the death of these hedge funds. We're going to look at that in a few minutes. So you definitely want to pay attention to that. I found it really, really interesting. But now, at the moment that I pulled that uh, this morning, Robinhood had restricted trading in GameStop and other names involved in the frenzy. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Robinhood is supposed to be for the little guy, free trading. They turn trading into a game on the computer. We'll talk more about that in a minute too. Republicans in Washington warn Wall Street, the GameStop populists are more powerful than you think. I don't know that it's just the little guys though, because this is pretty sophisticated really. And GameStop shares fall halted several times after brokers placed restrictions on trade. And then finally, with Reddit-backed investors storming the street, traders decipher the gaming of GameStop. So part of what I really want you to see in here is that the game is changing. It is part of the reset of the financial system. Will it really be in the average investor's benefit? You know, just like they have an opportunity to change the system, so do we, if enough of us come together. That's the importance of community. It really is. But in, you know, in top stories, Citadel. Now, I'm going to talk more about Citadel, but they are a retail market maker. The wholesale market makers, like the big commercial banks and the big, uh, the big Wall Street brokerages, well, they've really gotten out of that game, but you have Citadel, a private corporation that has gone in. That's also the arm that sold a lot of those stocks short. Okay, so this is a private company. Of course, they have sub companies as well. And I'll explain more about what they do. But truthfully, there is no such thing as a free lunch. 
You know, I mean, that's what I said when Robin Hood came out and said, no, we're free trading. What are they doing it for nothing? I don't think so. So interestingly enough, Robinhood gets almost half of its revenue bargaining with high-speed traders. Guess who those are? Citadel, the retail market makers. Robinhood Market Inc. has built a reputation. So it came out and says that it was born from the Occupy Wall Street movement. And, you know, the biggest problem, you might recall that after the 2008 crisis. And it was, it lasted for a really long time and it was a global movement. But they didn't really understand what the real problem is, which is really the underlying fiat money system and the fact that we're at the end of its life cycle. And so it took a while, but after a while, it fizzled out. So presumably Robin Hood was born from that. And they had the steal from the rich, give to the poor kind of um, image, bringing in more than, but Citadel, more than 40% of its revenue is generated from Citadel. So they can cut off the traders that they're not really making, like they're not charging any fees to, because Citadel is really who they work for. Almost all retail brokerages, so this is how this game is done. Almost all retail brokerages employ the practice called payment for order flow. But it's an unlikely strategy for a company that's built on anti-Wall Street message. Yeah, no, because you've always got to look behind the curtain. When something looks too good to be true, it probably is. Recently, you know, six, seven months ago, zero fee trading helped Citadel Securities cash in on retail boom. So they are definitely Robin Hood and Citadel. I'm sorry, you guys. Go in and take a look at it for yourself. You've got all the links. Dig even deeper. You'll see these guys had a relationship before they started Robin Hood. And they knew how they they knew what their business model was going to look like. So they're going to say this is free, just like UBI, Universal Basic Income. This is free. We're just going to give this to you. The cost is typically very dear. But interestingly enough, it they kind of seem to have perhaps uh, turned the tables on them. However, let me get back to this. Chicago-based Citadel Securities accounts for 40 of every 100 shares traded by individual, individual investors in the U.S., making it the number one retail market maker. I don't think this is an accident or a coincidence. And the way that they make money is by automatically taking the other side of the order. So you're going to buy it, they're going to sell it and then going back into the market and flipping the trade. So they're shorting the shares and they're also flipping a trade and they make all the money. You're going to see a graph in a minute that's going to show you how much how much this boom has happened. 
since those $1,200 stimulus checks went out. Bear with me on that. Okay. This matters to you because we are in an incestuously interconnected system. I got to take you back to September 2019. And someone, someone commented to me that, you know, I got really upset about a yearish ago. Well, this is when I got really upset because when the repo market exploded back in September of 2019, without a doubt in my mind, I knew that this was really like the death knell. You know, coronavirus timing was, it couldn't have been better, honestly, it couldn't have been better. Is that a coincidence? I'll let you decide that for yourself. But the Bank of England did a study and they found that hedge funds can use those repo markets to increase their leverage and that magnifies their gains and also their potential losses. The whole financial system is a house of cards based upon leverage. Is this going to be the piece that topples the entire system? Because we cannot lose sight. I mean, all of this, the repos and, and the, the futures and all that, these are all derivatives. And it's so much bigger than we know. It's so much bigger than what we can see. Uh, oops. Okay, so I want you to take a look at, this is hedge funds increased their cash borrowing via repos in 2019. And this graph happens to, from the Bank of England, goes back to 2016. So it used to be hedge funds would lend cash. So the dark blue is them lending and the lighter blue or sort of purpley is their borrowing, right? Look at where the shift happened, right here. Actually, it happened back in April, started to happen back in April of 2017, and then this is April of 2019. And then this is the gold, is the net borrowing. And you can see how small it was here. You probably can barely even see it, and you can see how it exploded here. October, this is April. They knew this. They know all of this. You don't change the behavior. You simply change the rules. Now, does that make the system safer? No, it makes it more dangerous. So, hedge funds could make one potential. Fed repo market fix, hard to stomach. And they did this. I'm going to show you in a minute. Okay. Now keep in mind, this is recent, 114.20. This is the cash that was in the system. I'm going to read this whole thing. It's small. Please bear with me. Hedge funds currently borrow through a process called sponsored repo, in which they ask a large bank to ask as a middleman, pairing their government bonds with money market funds willing to lend cash. Now, you might recall back in September 2019, they were not willing to lend the cash. You had this massive, very rapid spike in interest rates 
and the money markets, the system froze. It froze. Do you hold your money in a money market? Because the same thing happened in 2008. And what did they do? They changed the rules, making it harder and more expensive for you to get out, to halt a run. That's what happened in September 2019. They did not want you, the regular investor, to know that the money markets had frozen. Didn't want you to know that. Because if you actually knew the truth, you might make different choices. How many times can you be lied to when you do not know the truth? Every single time. That's what my work is all about. Showing you the truth and giving you the links for you to do your own due diligence. Don't take my word for anything. But do not take their word for anything. Do your own due diligence. I'm getting chills. Do your own due diligence. It is critically important. We are so close to a collapse. Could this bring about the collapse? I don't know. What are they going to do? I went in, by the way, I didn't pull it up because it's reg registering at zero, but I went in to see what the Fed, the, what the Fed was doing with the repos right now. Because remember how we were following it? They can do up to 500 billion, which basically means unlimited in repos. At this point, I'm not seeing that trickle through, but I'm going to keep my eye on it because it has to be. But just, just, just wait, just, just bear with me on this. Okay. The bank then guarantees that the parties will fulfill their obligations, repaying the cash or returning the securities. Firms trading through the FICC, we're going to look at that, contribute to a fund that would cover a borrower's default. Critics of the new plan say if the Fed lends cash directly through the clearinghouse, it could end up contributing to a hedge fund bailout. Now, here's the thing. I can't really quite tell yet, and I'm going to do more digging on it. So I might talk about this next week. I might not, but I'm going to keep paying attention to this, and I'll let you know what I find. But what their solution was, and remember, this is just back in January, so like a year ago. I don't know if this has fully been put in place yet. I couldn't really tell from what I looked at yet. But one potential solution is to lend cash directly to smaller bank security dealers and hedge funds through the Repo Markets Clearinghouse, the Fixed Income Clearing Corp, or FICC. Okay, now, okay, if the hedge fund is using the bank as the middleman and they're guaranteeing repayment and they've lost just this month $5 billion and we aren't seeing an explosion in the repo market as far as the lending goes, which I looked this morning, I have not seen any. I, I will keep looking at that. Where, I mean, is this a backdoor bailout? Is this a backdoor bailout? And where do you hold your fiat dollars? In one of the big commercial banks? Hmm, probably. This is why you need to have some cash out of the system. And this is why you need to have physical gold and silver 
that is invisible and completely out of the system. And I'm going to get to more on silver in just a few minutes. But you can certainly see this is from October 2019 to January of 2020. And look at how the Fed repo market lending, though it is not reflected on the Fed's. That's interesting. I got to look at this some more. Bear with me. I'll come back on this next week because they're showing it here. Fed repo market, but it was not on the Fed's website itself. That's a really interesting thing. But I do need you to know, so I'll come back to that, that all of this is interconnected to you, whether you realize it or not. That's why it's important. That's why you have to pay attention to this. That's why, that's why you have to have a plan and get into position to weather this massive storm. Because you can see how much the hedge funds benefit as being a retail market maker. So the banks that have gotten away from that have simply transferred that risk. But this is, this is uh, March and April. And the dark blue is Citadel. I don't think they're offsetting those losses. And this is from the DTCC. Now, let me remind you guys, because I've talked to a, 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 talked about this quite a bit over the years, but some of you may be new viewers. DTC or DTCC, which is one and the same entity, is a, is a firm that was created, or it's a private corporation that was created by all the banks and the hedge funds and the big insurance companies to be the custodial entity of all fiat money products. So anything, any of your wealth that you hold at a, at a bank or at a brokerage account or in, in an annuity or any of that stuff, the true legal registered owner, regardless of your personal perception, is DTCC. They are the legal owner. Not you, you're just the beneficial owner. And maybe, Edgar, um, I know I've done some specific work on that. Would you make a note to uh, pull up that link? And we'll post it on the blog. So for those that are new to it or those that want a refresher, then you can go back and you can look at that. But so these are new current members that can go in and borrow directly. And, and maybe that's the difference. I don't know. Bear with me. I'm going to do some more work on it. But here's Citadel right there. And, you know, and here's Money Markets right here. They are attached at the hip. And it goes throughout the whole system. So I do not care what guarantees there are because they can only make a guarantee based upon the claims paying ability of the entity. And while they've changed a lot of the rules and dismantled a lot of the, the Dodd-Frank Act that was designed to protect investors, they did not change the bail-in which means that the money that you hold in there can be bailed into a failing institution. And they're all failing. They're all flipping failing. Make no mistake about it. So here are the hedge funds, and they're connected to the dealer banks 
and central counterparties and central banks and money markets, meaning you. You should not feel comfortable about this because they will be changing the rules again. It will not be in your best interest. They've already been talking about making the money market rules tougher, just like they did after 2008, but it's not, well, I don't have any money markets. If you are holding any wealth inside of this very, very fragile and shifting system, your wealth is at risk. Some of you, unfortunately, cannot do not have the option to withdraw your funds. Personally, I do not own a stock. I do not own a bond. I don't even own, well, I do. I guess you could say fiat dollars are a derivative of gold money and silver money. But I'm not, I'm an ex-stockbroker. I'm an ex-banker. I have a high level of comfort in understanding these markets and I don't own any. I don't give a crap that I lost that 2000% rally because I'm not a trader. Now, if you're a trader and you're a speculator, that's different. You've got to do what you got to do and rock and roll more power to you. But any wealth that you are holding inside of this very, very fragile system needs to be properly diversified with physical gold outside of the system. And when this whole thing collapses, think, well, before that, think back right now, think back to March and April. That will look like a walk in the park. What were the holes in your personal strategy? What did you hear yourself say, I wish? I wish I had more savings. I wish I had more toilet paper. I wish I had food in the pantry. I wish. Get those holes plugged. I have been diligently, I had one hole. I have been working on getting that thing plugged. I think I have it plugged now. I'll let you know for sure after everything is said and done. But I'm telling you, get that plugged. And if you need help making a plan, which most people do, because most people don't understand the patterns and how to do this, that's what ITM trading is all about. We can help you create that strategy so that you can survive what we're already in the middle of. And perhaps, if you have enough to work with, even be better off on the other side of it. That's the goal. Okay. This information was coming in fast and furious, so you're going to have to bear with me on it, but silver rallies after Reddit posts about executing a short squeeze. Well, you know, there's a big part of me that's going, hallelujah, because it's about time. They have been short, they have been long squeezing, in other words, all of us that have been stacking, personally, I take it as a gift because it just means I'm able to continue to accumulate at super cheap levels. But if, you know, if the power, it's going to be interesting to see what they do because it could cause the COMEX, especially if anybody stands for delivery. In other words, 
They buy this contract and they say, deliver the silver. Now, 5,000 ounces of silver, you're going to have to have some deep pockets. Okay. But they could do that. And if they do that, well, it could take down the COMEX. So, okay, as a first step, so, so the government's now stepping in because who's really getting hurt? The hedge funds. Now, expanding upon that, here's the danger. The danger is that this is all a big game and everybody is incestuously interconnected. So what you're going to hear is, oh, the pension funds, oh, the retirement plans, the 401ks, the IRAs, the mutual funds, the ETF. Oh, it's going to hurt the little guy. And so they'll change the rules that actually will hurt the little guy. Imagine that. But I'll just read this. As a first step in reining in these abusive practices, I'm not sure which ones they're talking about. I'm kind of thinking that it's more about the short squeezers, so those that are coming in and bidding these things up, whether it's you know the GameStop or another one of those stocks or silver, okay? But as a first step in reining in these abusive practices, I will convene a hearing to examine the recent activity around GameStop stock and other impacted stocks with a focus on short selling online trading uh, and on our capital markets and the retail investors. This is going to be interesting. I knew 2021 was going to be a very, very interesting year. And then this came just before it was coming on. So uh, let's see. Robin Hood to allow limited buys of GameStop, AMC, and others tomorrow because they got such a huge blowback from halting their ability. You could sell it. You just couldn't buy it. And after all, if Robin Hood is really about the little guy, well, I didn't have a chance to pull that. But before I came in here, because they stopped people's ability to continue to buy, uh, GameStop had dropped 45%. Is this investing? Is this where you want to hold your wealth? Because you may say, I don't have GameStop, but I got news for you. This is throughout the whole system. The whole system is manipulated. And, you know, I did an interview with Patrick over at Silver Bullion TV this morning. We talked about this a lot and I had just been buried in it. So I got some more, you know, news on it. You definitely want to see that interview. I can tell you, I thought personally, you may disagree, but I thought it was a fantastic conversation around a lot of things. Because one of the things he said, but, you know, was about price discovery. Well, the stock market is supposed to be about price discovery. But I was there on Black Monday in 1987 and when they then started the plunge protection team. So I can't actually honestly tell you that this market has not been manipulated up to this point and all, all of a sudden. But if you remember, it was in 2009 that the Federal Reserve and the other central banks came out and overtly said that they were going to manage these markets. And all it's been has been a one-way market 
since then. There is no good price discovery in these markets. I've been saying that since 2008, 2009. There is no good price because the system died then. It died and it was put on life support with this money drip into the arm. That's all they have. That's all they have. And every time they do that, the value of what's out there goes down. Could this be, I wish I, oh, we should have pulled out the Jenga set. You'll see the Jenga set. Because could this possibly be the piece that topples the entire system? Because the central banks and the governments, they are between a rock and a hard place. And they are, pardon me, damned if they do and damned if they don't. Because they have to print more money. It's the only tool they have. But that's what's enabled all of this garbage. All of this liquidity sloshing around for free. Nothing is free. Nothing. Ooh, I don't want to pay those fees. I guarantee you, the fee that you end up paying that you don't see and you don't know about will always be more dear, more expensive than those fees that you know about. I don't want to pay a premium. Pay the premium. It's your insurance. It's your wealth insurance. Get it done. I don't know that this will be the one to topple it. I don't know that it won't be. We are in a very precarious position. The central bank digital currencies are not ready yet. They're not ready yet. So they don't even have anything to shift us into. We are in deep doo-doo. We are in deep, deep doo-doo. Get yourself in a position to weather this storm, please. And I know there have been some challenges when we're going live, getting this notification. So if you're watching this after we're live, please go in. We're, we're trying to fix that, but it's a little bit challenging. So just go in, hit that bell again. And if you're not getting that notification, just keep hitting that bell. You know, Edgar, Carl, and Chris are working on figuring this out. And by the way, you need to watch the interview with George. Boy, I wish we were talking today. It was a great interview with Patrick. You totally want to see that. I know he's going to get that out pretty quickly. And the uh, interview with George Gammon is live now, and it's on YouTube. It's on his channel, though, because I didn't interview him. He interviewed me. But we really had a conversation. Uh, so you definitely want to see that one. And next week, I'm so happy about this. I will be a keynote speaker on the Gold Symposium, and it comes out on Friday, February 4th. And I'm pretty sure we've got lots and lots to talk about, especially with what's happening on silver right now. This should be super interesting. So if you like this, give us a thumbs up. Make sure you share this. Share, 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 share. It is critically important. We don't have all the time in the world. We're running out of time. And this, it just keeps getting more insane. Now, that insanity can last longer than anybody could imagine, but it cannot last forever. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm getting goosebumps. Please, it is time to cover your assets. And here at ITM Trading, we do that with the Wealth Shield. What are good shields made out of? Paper? 
Nah, that's easy to burn up, puncture. No, they're made of metal, physical gold, physical silver, out of the system, in your possession, no counterparty risk, no counterparty risk, no counterparty risk. And they are the true flight to safety assets.